Hey, Studio DNA fans. I'm Chad, a new podcast host here on the network. I'd like to invite you to check out my new show called Hot Takeout, where I mix together some of my favorite things, fast food and musical artists. When you listen, you'll get that feeling you have when you get an onion ring in the bottom of your french fries. It's a win. We'll dig deep with the artists. We'll find out what inspires them and what foods they have to stay away from. And we're also playing fast food games, which will also make sense when you listen. So check out the Hot Takeout podcast streaming right now here on the Studio DNA podcast network. Hello, film fans, and welcome back to a new episode of Quality Check Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Daniel Posey, and joining me to the left, Drew Douglas. I just want to start with a special announcement. I, Daniel Posey, am conceding to Drew Douglas on the summer movie fantasy draft. What do I win? You have officially won the exclusive quality check summer movie fantasy draft. You have one. I have it here. What? A free movie. Uh, I got that. Well, I appreciate it. Is this legit or is this... No, that's real. That's no joke. (laughs) It looks like a fraud, but I swear to you, that is a legit uh, movie pass. Or at least you can use that. I have two movies to thank. And what's that? Number one, The Lion King. Yep. That helped me out quite a bit. Number two, It Chapter (laughs) 2... Which was kind of a stink fest. Well, I was going to say you can thank Lion King solely for this win because in the end, you scored with the movies that you had selected 1.95 million, and I have, score, I have scored 1.76 million. A billion, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. And that is a difference of $19 million. 19. That's a lot. That's a lot. And looking at all of these movies, now once again, for all of you joining us, this is a special announcement for the Summer Movie Fantasy Draft in which we had picked at the beginning of summer which movies we thought would end up making the most money. We had an intricate drawing system. So go back and listen to that if you want to hear how we picked. But a quick rundown. You had Men in Black... International. That movie was canceled because we. one of the rules is the lowest grossing film in the six that we picked will be kicked out. You had Men in Black International, Lion King, Rocketman, Hobbs and Shaw, Us, and Godzilla. And I had Detective Pikachu, Toy Story 4, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Secret Life of Pets 2, It Chapter 2, and Angry Birds 2. Angry Birds well, 2 got kicked. Yeah, that was bad. It was not good. I was expecting It Chapter 2 to make at least $250 million. If it did that, I would have been in the clear and I would have won. But right now it is sitting at $202 million, And that's an updated score as of this past weekend. It's so too, It was too long and too poopy. Yeah, a lot of people were not too happy with that film. I would love, though, to see the It Supercut. So hopefully we'll be getting that soon. I wonder if that low box office take will hurt the chances of him doing It Chapter 3. Ooh! 
a movie we don't need. But I like the idea that every 27 years, whenever they remake this film or this story, then you end up having a different Pennywise, and then it takes place 27 years later. So in this case, 27 years after the... Because it took place in 85, I believe, in the remake of it. So we'll just fast forward to the early 2000s. But congratulations on the win, Summer Movie Fantasy Draft. I didn't think I was going to do it. I, I knew Lion I had King. Some bombs. The thing is, Lion King was a film that just kept making money, and I knew that would end up really coming back to bite me, and it did. Well, I got lucky too. I got the first pick, and and that's what I took. Yeah. It was kind of one of those things that whoever got it. What was your Disney movie? Toy Story Four. Okay, which made, a, made decent a decent amount. Money. Yeah, four hundred and. For $433 million. I mean, what world are we living in when we're getting mad that a movie made 400 plus? <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. And Once Upon a Time in Hollywood made almost 140. Huge hit. That was. It was honestly kind of a surprise that I wasn't expecting it to make that much. But transi- transitioning from our summer movie fantasy draft into the fall free-for-all where we picked three movies each, we kicked off this weekend... With Joker, that was my pick. Huge hit. Scored $96 million in its opening weekend. More than Justice League. Yeah. We've got we've got a lot riding on the line for this film. And Summer Movie Fantasy Draft, I ended up getting you a ticket, a movie ticket, more or less, with this. And then for our, what we have up for grabs for a free-for-all, what is that? What are we playing for? Well, this is what makes me nervous because the Joker is off to such a hot start and a local car dealership has stepped in for this fantasy draft that we're doing. They heard it. They heard what we're doing. They got excited. Whoever wins this is winning a brand new car. Woo! I'm ready for that car. Give me the keys. And right now you're on pace to win this brand new ride. I love it. I can't wait. I'm nervous because Maleficent is my... That's what I picked number one. And... Reviews are poopy, but also the projections for that film. The initial projection is low. They're expecting this film. Like what? Like $30 million. For the opening weekend? Yeah. I'm serious. Right now, what's being tossed around is at its most, it will make $37 million in its opening weekend. And That's not good. It, I didn't know this, or I kind of forgot. It comes out in like two weeks. Yep. We've got... We've got two weeks before that's released. And then you've got, I didn't realize this, you have Ford v. Ferrari and then Charlie's Angels, both of which drop on the same weekend. No. Mm-hmm. I thought it was Terminator and Charlie's Angels, and then Ford was like two weeks later. I think Dark Fate got pushed up a week, and then there was like some kind of repositioning where those two movies are going to be coming out on the same date now. And I, I mean, I think I'm toast. <laughs> well, with Joker, right now it's on pace to make over 200 million. I don't know how well that's going to do in its second week. Yeah. The problem is nothing's coming out. We've got Gemini Man, we've got Jexy and What's that. The oh, have you not heard of it? No. I swear. <laughs> I swear I'm not making it up. It's with Adam Devine, and he plays... It's basically her. It's a a comedic version of her with I mean, I I find him humorous. 
But it's not going to do very well. No, it won't. I'll say, Jackson. you and I both saw Joker. Good Lord. <laughs> you and I saw that movie. And I'm intrigued by Gemini Man, but I can say I won't see anything else in theaters this month. Yeah. You're not getting my money. I'm not using my winning ticket this month. I still haven't even seen Ad Astra. And you were really pumped for that. I was pumped. It's a lot of these movies this year. I just don't care. And it's sad. I really think for the fall, we're going to have some stinkers. I think Maleficent, too. I really think Charlie's Angels. I don't really anticipate that to do a lot at the box office. I think Dark Fate is going to stink. Gemini Man's going to stink. I mean, Linda Hamilton, she sounds like she smoked 17 packs of cigarettes a day She actually since the time Terminator 2 came out. Well, she did that just to get ready for her return as Sarah Connor. There's not a lot I want to see. I want to see Knives Out. That looks good. I want to see... I think Knives Out will be a sleeper hit. Mm. Star Wars, obviously. Charlie's Angels. And that's probably it. What about 1917? Oh, 1917 looks incredible. Give me that single take with Richard Deakins. I'm ready. Roger Deakins. I'm going with Richard. It's it's his brother that we didn't know about. Yeah. Really talented. Yeah, I always forget about that one, but that is coming out. That's all we've got for the summer movie and the free for all. I'm ner- I want that car. I don't need a car right now, but I, I want to win the car. It's on the line, and I feel this burning in my pocket, and I feel like that's the new car key. <laughs> Good grief. We are going to be talking about pop culture pickums for this episode for October. That's where Drew and I pick three things coming out or happening in the month of October, and we're excited to share our love for those things. But before we get into that, let's talk about what was the last thing that you watched? I mean, I'm on a horror binge right now. It's October, baby. But the last thing I saw in theaters was Joker. And? I don't know. I don't get the, I don't get the love for this movie. I'm actually very surprised on Rotten Tomatoes audience scores 91%. We had I had a very bro crowd. Oh. Did you have a bro crowd? Uh, I mean guys were hooting and hollering in the in the parking lot. One guy was screaming, I wanna be Joker, I wanna be Joker. <laughs> I was like, get no, me out of here. I don't want to get murdered. Nothing like that, but I was surrounded by guys, actually. I don't think there was a single lady that was in the theater um i'm thinking about that and, and going back to that there was one guy a few seats down from me and he was literally at times when it seemed like he was flexing it seemed like he was getting his pump on in the theater did you get anybody in your theater that actually applauded when joker was doing stuff yes Isn't that bizarre? It was at the very... You should not be doing that. At the very end, there was a guy who started clapping, and he's like, congratulations. And I'm like, for what? Are we about to die? That's what I was thinking in the theater, because, like, what is he congratulating him on? I was was really surprised by that. Well, I mean, what are some pros and cons? Pros of this movie. I guess not pros. Good things. I think it will bring awareness, or should, ideally, to mental illness. Right? No. no I would <laughs> hope so. At least with... I couldn't take it seriously. Um, I think Joaquin's good in this movie. I think it looks amazing. I love a good 70s, 80s New York grunge. Oh, man, it's Graffiti grungy. all over everything. I thought the music was um, interesting at times. But there's, like, no story. 
The story's paper thin. Yeah. I, I feel weird watching a movie when real life losers are sitting in basements right, right now planning attacks like this. I just I feel odd going to something and celebrating. There's no foil for Joker in this movie, which I don't like. There's nobody on the opposite spectrum. Because yeah. the police in this movie are like non-existent. Yeah. And then if you've seen Taxi Driver or a lot of other Scorsese movies, you've seen whatever this is trying to be. I just, I don't understand the hype for this movie. And it's not necessarily a bad movie. I just think it's a little misguided. I'm, I'm very surprised that with how dark it is, and there was someone who we both know who had messaged me earlier today and said he found it depressing, just all around depressing. Yeah, it's a lot. I just think it's a lot of the same stuff over and over again. One thing I do like is this is a good one shot, like a one shot comic where it's let's tell a story over 60 pages and it has no effect on the actual DC universe. And I like that this kind of has fun with these characters and, and we get to see Bruce Wayne and Thomas. And I guess another thing, too, I, I liked that Joker was the one, the catalyst for Thomas and Martha getting killed. We didn't need to see them get killed again. Why? I don't want to see Bruce Wayne splattered in the face with blood. That's <laughs> that's so stupid. Yeah, I was surprised that they so were taking that. I just think it's coming out at a weird time in history and it's hard for me to really root for it. It's an interesting release, that's for sure, but people are eating this up. They are. And I know we we there's all always movies where the bad guys are fun and we kind of root for them, but there's usually a foil. There's somebody that we're also watching that is trying to stop them that we can also root for. And there's just not that in this. And I don't know if I don't know what their plan is, if they would do more. I really I think this is a good one and done. Originally talking about that, just Phillips and Phoenix, and they said, it just it. No more. This one film. But Phoenix and an interview with Peter Travers from Rolling Stone magazine said, you know what? I'm open to this idea. Phillips and I have been talking about what more we could do with this character outside of this film. So they are. It's kind of fun. But Bruce is like 11 in this. He's young. So you can't have Batman. I was hoping one of the cops would be like Harvey Bullock or something. Mm. Somebody that we really haven't seen on screen before. You know who would have made a great Harvey Bullock? And when they cast Tom Hardy in The Dark Knight Rises, we didn't know he was Bane. And I was like, man, he would be an incredible Harvey Bullock. I've been getting a lot of Tom Hardy lately. Don't I don't want to hear any spoilers. Because <laughs> you're talking about Peaky Blinders. Yeah. Well, I had to do a giant I, rewatch. Well, not rewatch. But I did a giant binge of the entire series. I'm going to start season three probably this week. So you finished Peaky Blinders season one and two. Yeah, because two is the Tom Hardy season, right? Yes. Yeah. He so comes I've seen in. that one, and I really liked it. Um, I tend to – I don't usually – I'll binge a season, but I, it's hard for me to continue on. I usually mm-hmm. need a break, something in between, whether it's a movie. I, I, I often shift between being obsessed with – TV shows and then movies, so it's usually one or the other. It's hard for me to binge, but I would I would consider that I binge this. But it's not like your I feel like it's not your average binger because I would end up watching a few episodes, but it would be sprinkled throughout a few days. But then there'd be like one day I would end up watching four episodes or five episodes, and then I would blow through that, and then I would take a little bit of time a few days and then get back to it. Doesn't it kind of want to make you be a gangster? Yes. I've always 
this sounds really bad, but I've always been so intrigued by that lifestyle. It's something that I'll never have, and nor is that, like, I don't want to go around killing people or you doing something go, like that. You want to go full Arthur Fleck? Arthur Fleck is a different kind of gangster. He ain't a gangster. He's some loser. Yeah, he's a guy dealing with a lot of mental illness. But the without getting too much into Peaky, there's a lot from a show that I've wanted to show to see that within a show. I've never watched a lot of The Sopranos. I've only seen maybe five episodes of The Sopranos, and that's all. But I like. You know it. what? I haven't. I think I saw probably around the same amount. I never continued. It's one of the few uh, HBO like top tier shows that I have never watched. Do you like? Did you like it or not really? It's fine. It's. I think it was a feeling that I got a lot of people to watch The Wire, and they were like, eh, "This feels dated." And at the time, I had been watching it while it was on, so it didn't seem that way to me. But when you rewatch it, yeah, it feels a little dated because of the times, and that's how I feel with Sopranos. It's like four by three. I don't know if the entire series is like that. I don't know if I would ever go back and watch it. I, I want to go and, and rewatch Sopranos because I got through a season, more or less, and then I would love to do that in Boardwalk Empire. I've heard really amazing things about yeah, that. Yeah, Boardwalk is good. Did you ever watch Oz? Nope. I've Great, started it. premium show of all time. I started that and 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 uh, The Wire, but I never got all the way through those, obviously. Season three of Oz. I always say this. Probably my favorite season of television ever. I think it might be the best season of television ever. Interesting. It's only like 10 episodes a season, right? They're, they're usually eight. Okay. And then the final season, they broke it up into two. So it's oh, 20. Okay. Loves it. I believe it's 20. It's been a while. Well, obviously, it's what we were talking about. The last thing I watched was Peaky Blinders. And I watched... Everything leading up to season five, and then I watched all of season five in more or less a day. I wasn't feeling so well um, over this past weekend, so I binged it all. And originally, that's a good segue into our October pickums because I did have Peaky Blinder season five as my number one pick. Now, Stephen Knight, who's the writer creator, he's talked about releasing two more seasons leading up to season seven. So the most re- so you just have season three, four, and five, and then you're done. But isn't the upcoming season season six? That's after the one that just was released. Yeah. So I the think one that Stephen that, Knight said the ideal goal is seven seasons. Yeah, he said, which is interesting. I read leading up to season five that was just released that he had this idea how he wants to end it or how far he wants to take it, and there were several critics who said they couldn't see that happening i've been along for the ride obviously i did not start the show when it first came out i'm a huge killian murphy fan i'm a huge tom hardy fan i'm a huge fan of a lot of these actors and actresses i love these characters and i will watch however many seasons they give us because they're relatively in tv standards short seasons you have six episodes a season and they're about 55 minutes long And I will say, though, without giving a lot away, the most recent season, I'm glad I'm done watching the show for now because it is so timely in terms of its politics. It deals with politics. And at first I thought, you know what? This seems way too written closely to what we're living through right now. But I went through and read a lot of British history after finishing season five, and they stick to 
historical moments and figures that influenced this time period. And it's fascinating. It's awesome. Now, so, I know it's set in the 20s. Is President Trump in the season five? Mm-hmm. Okay. They take him back. You know what you need to watch after this? Did you Have you watched Taboo? No. Tom Hardy FX. It's oh, the Stephen yeah. Knight show. Is it good? It's different. It's a little slow. But he also did Locke. Have you seen Locke? That actually, right after finishing Peaky, I wanted to go and watch Locke. Locke is really good. Hardy is incredible. And then Stephen Knight also did Serenity, which mm-hmm. you and I both thought was fantastic. Stephen Knight has such an interesting track record. Serenity is like the outlier. It's it's just trash, <laughs> but it's it's incredible trash. I am just very fascinated by Sir Knight, but I am ready to jump into our October picks now. And as I said, Peaky Blinder was was going to be on my list, but I have taken that off, and that is the the pick that is going into the honorable mention category. What do you have for the pop culture picks that did not quite make your top three list for October? I don't know how long we've been doing picks, but this is the hardest I've ever had to really? you know, come up with a list because there is so much in the month of October. Movies, shows. No, not really movies. There's no movie. Music. There's one movie I guess you consider. A lot of music. Close calls. I have the MLB postseason. Yep. They have the start of the NHL season. Mm-hmm. Have new albums from Bayside, The Menzingers, Third Eye Blind, Wilco, Jimmy Eat World, City in Color, Norma Jean. I'm downloading a lot of content. Oh, legally. Legally, of course, <laughs> because I would never illegally download something that wasn't mine. Of those, who are you most excited for? Well, Third I've Eye already, Blind. yeah, probably Third Eye Blind, though. The Menzingers, I've already listened to, already have that, because some of these have come out by the time we record. You know what? Jimmy Eat World was almost my number one. At one wow. point, it was. So how do they sound now? I've not listened to anything recent of Jimmy. You sound like Jimmy. So it's, but it's like what you would expect from what they've released in the past then. It sounds like this. What I choose to do means something. So honey, if you stay, hey, we go all the way. But how am I supposed to know? I know when I let the feeling show. Honey, if you stay, hey, we take it all the way. Sounds like Jimmy. Loves it. I love Jimmy World, and their new single is a delight. But I don't have any music in my top three. I do. I kind of want to add Three from Hell, the new Rob Zombie movie, (laughs) on here. But I know it's going to be awful, but I cannot wait to watch it. Because my goal all of October is to watch a horror movie every single night. And how has that gone so far? I've done it every night but one, and that was when I saw Joker. So technically, I still watched a movie. Yeah. I would still say, though, that's pretty close to a psychological thriller that you could end up putting in that category. It's not a horror film. It's not necessarily a horror. It left me kind of feeling miserable inside. (laughs) But Three from Hell is something I am looking forward to. Again, it's a punishment, though, because I watch all the zombies movies, and I go, why did I do that to myself? Now, are his films on Shudder? Maybe. I don't know. The new one, the Three from Hell, will be VOD. And okay, I think it's yeah. on Blu-ray the same day or something. You're, will you buy it on Blu? I most definitely will not. Ooh. But one movie of his that I will watch is his masterpiece, Halloween 2H2. I thought you were going to say Devil's Rejects. Nah, I really, I don't like the Devil's Rejects. <laughs> What's better, that or House of a Thousand Corpse? 
God, House is so bad. So probably Devil's Reject. They're both <laughs> just complete garbage. But you want to get into some, what made our list? Yeah. What's number three for you? Kumaro numero three. I'm ready. It's called El Camino, a Breaking Bad oh. movie. Coming to Netflix on October 11th, written and directed by Vince Gilligan. Are you, you're planning on seeing that in the theater, right? Heck Limited no, release. I'm going to watch it on Netflix. <laughs> like any rational person, why would I go spend money when I can watch it on Netflix? In the comfort of my own home, it follows the misadventures of one Jesse Pinkman, my favorite character on that show, played by the wonderful, the amazing Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul who will also be seen in Westworld Season 3 and some new Apple TV show. Yeah. He's all over the place. Apple TV's going crazy, I feel like, and they're getting ready to drop a ton of content soon. A lot of promos, but I cannot wait. For El Camino, not Apple TV. Apple For Apple TV. Really? So you're getting Apple TV? Heck yeah, I'm getting it. I don't know. I don't have a lot of services as is. Actually, what I'm really looking forward to is Disney+, Plus, but we're not going to, that's, we don't need to get in on that. It's another discussion. El Camino, Breaking Bad movie. I assume we're going to see a lot of old characters from the TV show like Saul Goodman. Well, Have we, you seen the show, right? You watched it? Oh, yeah. I love Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad, it's interesting ranking that into my favorite TV shows. I'm not sure where it goes, but I, along with everyone else, loved it. It's top tier. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. Vince Gilligan rules. We, I assume we're going to see Saul Goodman. We're going to see Hank, Skinny Pete and Badger. Mm-hmm. For sure, Skinny. I think it's pretty, yeah, we've seen both those in the trailer. Skinny Pete and Badger. Will we see Walter White? I would say it's safe to assume we will see the deceased Walter White and Mike. Because we know, oh, I know, right. that at some point a private jet went to Albuquerque, New Mexico with somebody. And it was a real big secret. It's got to be. It's got to be Walter White. Rest in peace. Yeah. I honestly... What if he's alive? Would that make Breaking oh. Bad? Now, Aaron Paul's already, I just read this today. He's already said there is no chance at a spinoff series continuation. Do you think he dies in this? Do you think Jesse's uh, gone? Or does he escape? No, I think this is going to be a good epilogue to a series that we see Jesse Pinkman escape. And it's always what happens. I never knew if I liked that or not. I liked that he survived, but I wanted to know what happens next because you hear the sirens. Now we're going to know what happens. And I think this is going to be closure for a lot of us. But, but I would be completely down for a revival of some sort and Pinkman is back in the game. Do you think if he returns but he's in the role of Walter White or would he end up doing good and he becomes... He just works at like Habitat for Humanity. I was going to say... it's just like <laughs> a soft, like a romantic comedy almost. I was going to say he works at a Cinnabon in a mall. I no, I think he's got to he's got to continue breaking bad. He's such a tortured character, such a good character. Yeah, that's so good. El I, Camino. What are the chances that we'll also see Kristen Ritter again? Zero. <laughs> Not even dead, like a yo. photo. She dead, yo. Uh maybe? I kind of forgot that she was yeah. on that show. I mean, she I, had very good depth though. Yeah, that spoilers was good. by the way. If you haven't seen this, the show's like a decade old. I don't feel sorry for you. <laughs> That's your fault. Breaking you Bad is one of the greatest shows of all time. Yeah, fantastic. I got into that. That was one of the few shows that I binged, and I stuck to my abnormal binging methods for, for seeing that. That was one of the last shows I watched live as it went week by week. Was it a torture to watch it week by week? No, because at that time, that's what you did. Now I, now I just don't watch a lot of TV in general, but that was one where 
just, man, I can't wait for Sunday because that's the finale of Breaking Bad. You know, Breaking Bad I did not do that with, but this show that made number three on my list. It, is it Walking Dead? No, oh, it's thank not. God. Thank God. But this show, I don't watch a lot of shows live, but I may end up watching this week by week, and it's from the creator of Damon Lindelof. Oh! <laughs> Watchmen. Oh, my gosh. Coming out on HBO October 20th. All hail Damon Lindelof. Well, I'm guessing that's your number two. Most definitely it's not. It's your number one. It's my number one. Oh! We've never done this before. Okay, well, I, I will save the talk. and no, let just you... talk about it now. I don't care. Well, I oh. just, I'm excited because Watchmen, it is taking place in a kind of a spiritual universe. It's not based on any of the, what happened in the Zack Snyder films. It's not a sequel to that. It's a sequel to the graphic novel. And it, but it also takes a lot of the visuals from the Snyder. From yeah, which obviously <laughs> took a lot of visuals from the graphic novel. Which didn't you say that they originally were going to have Snyder work on the show, or was there discussion of Snyder? That I don't doing know. Anything? I think he was originally tapped for bringing that to HBO, and then somehow that they probably realized that what he was doing to the DCEU was just diabolical. Oh. And they said, let's get somebody smart like Damon Lindelof, who, again, worked on maybe, well, Oz is HBO's greatest show, but The Leftovers is up there. Would you say Leftovers is better than Lost? It's hard. I, I, I'm a big, I, I'm a diehard Lost fan. I was a fanatic for Lost. And Leftovers by season two gets to that point. I, told, I think I mentioned this before. Yeah. Season two of Leftovers is some of the greatest television I've ever seen in my life. All hail Damon Lindelof. He's whiffed a few times, don't get oh. me wrong, but he knows if you... Lost, like, damaged his psyche, and he was so scared to get back out there, but when he got the reins to Leftovers season two, when they didn't have to follow the book anymore, that, that season is incredible. The, the, the great thing about Watchmen, though, is this cast list, and I'm going through this right now. I know. We've got Jeremy Irons, Don Johnson, All Hail Regina King, and... From the Leftovers. Oh, really? I did not know that she was in the Leftovers. I knew that she was in um, American Crime, right? Yeah, Tim Blake Nelson. And Tim Blake Nelson, who is basically more or less Mr. Uh, Tulsa, and this show takes place in Tulsa. And we got Gene Smart. We have... This, this... We have an actor who I guess last time I checked is in the show, who retired. His name is Robert Redford. He's the president of the United States of America in this show, and he has been for decades apparently. I can't wait for this. It's going to be incredible. It's going to be an awesome show. I'm really excited to see what Lindelof does with it. And it's on HBO. There's going to be a lot of violence, and I can't wait for it. I'm ready. He loves HBO because he can just put F words in it nonstop. Does that happen in The Leftovers? Season one is an F-fest. Now, this is nine episodes. Lindelof, during a recent panel, said, the cost to make this show, it's very costly. It's very expensive. So there's a chance this is one and done. Wow. That's not going to happen. Well, with also Game of Thrones, how costly that was to produce. And they're looking for anything after Game of Thrones. And if this is a major hit, you bet they're going to stick with this. I think this could be a huge hit. I don't think it's Game of Thrones. 
Thrones level, and I wonder if it's going to be too dark. Yeah, but then again, I mean, Game of Thrones, that was really dark at times. Literally, literally dark that people complained they could not see what's happening. It was so bad that I literally threw my TV out the window. I'm excited for Jeremy Irons, who plays Ozymandias. I love... old Ozymandias. I love me some Irons, and I'm ready for a good, meaty Irons role. Kind of like Bruce Willis in Motherless Brooklyn. (laughs) (laughs) Did we ever mention on this show, I'm losing track, that we got the preview of that before. I think it was It Chapter 2. And then... Joker, And and people, I didn't get it before Joker, but wherever I saw that in theaters, people were laughing out loud before the trailer or during the trailer. They thought it was like a comedy. That's going to be a train wreck. I really don't think it's going to be that. I mean, it may be a good story, but it's definitely something that it's coming off bad in the previews. And there have been a lot of audience reactions for movies I've been in outside of it chapter two. And they're, they kind of treat it as a yuck fest, which is sad, but it looks silly. So are you done with Watchmen? I'm done with Watchmen. Kumaro numero two castle rock season two. (sighs) That almost made my list, but I still need to see season one. Season one. I didn't love it comes. This is coming Hulu October 23rd. Lizzie Kaplan plays Annie Wilkes. Annie Wilkes, baby. Who you may know from Misery, Stephen King book, and the movie where it was where she was played by the one and only Kathy Bates. She doesn't get naked like she does in Get about Schmidt, Schmidt or About Schmidt. <laughs> but I didn't think season one was that great. There are elements of it that really gave me the leftovers vibe slash hmm. lost, and they didn't fully embrace the weirdness. This season looks a, a lot better. I'm really intrigued what they're going to do with Annie. And are they going to turn her into the main character? Is she the main villain? What's it happening? Looks, she looks like she's the main character. What's weird is there is a mid credit scene at the end of season one for the season finale. And it sets up a story that, it, from all accounts, is not happening in season two. It's weird. I don't know if I should tell you what it is. You haven't seen it. No. Okay. Keep it say. a surprise. I almost started because I don't have Hulu. I almost signed up for my free trial just so I could end up binging season one and then binging season two. I will do that with season two. When does it come out, by the way? Is that toward the end of the month? October 23rd. Well, see, they the other thing is they release it week by week. So I'm going to have to wait toward the end of this. I mean, my fiance and I, we we enjoyed that. To look forward to that every Wednesday night, we were going to watch it. Just like Twilight Zone. There's a little spook fest. That'll be fun. But then what happens whenever you get into November and then it's still going? You still have Spook Fest That's continuing. True. They should this should be like the start of October. But there's or like September, eight episodes yeah. or whatever, so man, Watchmen though. I can still thinking about that watch. <laughs> I've seen that Watchmen trailer like sixty five times. I love the Snyder cut. It's one of my favorites. You know, that's something I after we were texting once one weekend. I really wanted to go back and watch that, but I, I still haven't seen the Snyder cut. Well, then we need to just end this right now and you're going to watch it. Well, I'll be quick with my number two because we've all already covered it. My number two is Al Camino. I can't wait for the Vince Gillian cut. Gilligan. (laughs) (laughs) What? I obviously cannot pronounce anyone's name tonight. What else did you miss? A lot, but that is uh, that's a movie that I I kind of agree with you. I can't really see that 
you like call, watching that in the theater. You called Damon Lindelof Jarman Lindelof. Uh, I actually call him Jar Jar Binks. Oh. And yeah. But wait, you're going in the theater to see that? No, no, no. I'm saying okay. that I can't really see seeing that in the theater. I feel like. Why would you? The, the show is shot really well, but I still just don't see seeing that. Now, I will make the exception. I want to see The Irishman and all its glory in the theater. I go back and forth on that one because this that movie is like four hours long and that it's, is perfect for Netflix. But that's also perfect for prime viewing experience. That's Marty. That's well, Bob yeah. De Niro. But you know, with a length like that, we've got watch it uh, on Netflix. That's a whole Saturday for me because I can keep taking breaks. But we've got Al Pesci. I love the cantankerousness of Joe Pesci because he was sitting on this board, did not want to say a word. And it was a round table with the entire cast, the main guys, and it was Marty and then one of the producers. And they asked Joe, they're like, so Joe, what was it like returning to this movie after you have been out of acting for a while? And he's like, it was fine. He was like one word answers. He did not want to talk. He didn't want to say anything. But anytime Marty said something, he was laughing. He was like eating it up. But anytime this the moderator asked well, a question, well, this poor moderator is just doing his job. And then man, Joe wanted to go full casino and just stab him with a pen. I mean, just watching that trailer, I want to go on a Scorsese bend. Oh yeah, a bender. And I, why I said bend. <laughs> I want to watch Casino. I want to watch. That's his masterpiece, by the way. Casino. I agree. Wolf I of Wall watch Street. Goodfellas. That dude, I need to finish Wolf. I just want to watch all his movies and just basically quit work. Mean Streets and then Taxi Driver. I, I don't Taxi Driver's the one I struggle watching over and over. It's, it's rough. Not, it's like it's like watching Joker. It's rough. There Scorsese makes an appearance in that, a cameo. And you remember that, right? It's you know, it's bad. probably been fifteen years since I've seen that movie. So Marty appears in a shot and it's where he asks De Niro to drive him to this apartment. They're just sitting outside looking up and he's like, hey, you know who that is up there? That's my wife. She's sleeping with this guy. And he's talking about what he wants to do to his wife when she gets home. It is awful. It's bad. Like it's, and could you imagine, like there was another YouTuber who was talking about, could you imagine any other director putting himself in his own film, like if Phillips did that in Joker and did a similar appearance like that. QT does that crap all the time. Well, that's a good point. He's and got he his gets head away with shoved it. so far Ooh. up his own butt. For just one more movie. Well, we know my number one. It's called Watchmen <sighs> HBO, October 20th. Nine episodes from Lost and Leftovers Mastermind Damon Lindelof. I don't know if I told you that. DL. What's your number one? My number one is going to be a quality check first. What? This is, for the first time, it fits in the music category. But I've been thinking about it, and I decided I'm going to put it up there because it's been forever since I've done anything like this. I feel like you know what I'm talking about. I don't. So It's it's an album? uh, No, it's not an album, but it's music-related. It is, for the first time in a long time... I bought tickets. Oh, good grief. <laughs> the freaking concert. It's a concert to see the Jack White joint. I'm not going to allow this. Who is that? The Rockin' Tours. Yep. I'm, I, that's my number one pick. It originally was going to be Peaky Blinders Season 5, but I... I, I seriously hope Arthur Fleck shows up. 
I should I should just go walking in dressed as Arthur Fleck, face paint and all. But I, yeah, like I said, it's been a while since I've seen a concert. I'm just excited to see something. I've got to take a trip, though. It's going to be a two-and-a-half-hour drive to go see these guys. You're going, I yeah. believe, to Tulsa, Oklahoma, where Watchmen. Watchmen is set. And where Stephen Young just finished shooting a film. What did he shoot there? I'm not sure. I don't I don't know what film it was, but he took his entire family there, and I kept seeing in Tulsa World, the newspaper there, and a few other news outlets, local news outlets, where they would have photos of Stephen and his family, and they'd just be like at brunch on Sundays, eating in downtown Tulsa. I mean, that sounds like a blast. <laughs> whenever, whenever he's just trying to escape the Walking Dead fame. Do you think he's really happy he's not on that crappy show? Uh, he's talked about the show every once in a while but he i think he was just ready to just move on i think a lot of actors it's a grind i'm sure yeah i I think well it's like the supernatural guys i couldn't imagine being on a show for what 14 years or whatever i don't get that that's but then again if that's what you've got going on well like um what was it so much going to conventions we you and i know one person that's a freaking fanatic for those guys just like like jt is with Devin Sawa. How is Devin? Well, I, by the way, if you listen to that Fanatic episode, we kidnapped Devin Sawa. You might have heard him screaming in the background during that episode. He escaped. And he went on to do I Jarhead. Don't, I don't know where he went. We haven't heard from him since. I don't, I've, I've seen trailers and posters and literal billboards that are advertising his new film that he did during that time, Jarhead. <laughs> Yeah, it's like Jarhead 3. I don't I understand to, it. I can't wait to rewatch Idle Hands, though. Would Will you watch Jarhead 1 and Jarhead 2 leading up to... Well, Jarhead's new- actually a really good movie. I think it might be my favorite Sam Mendes movie. Oh, that's the same. I did not know that Sam did that movie. Oh, yeah, baby. I know that Hall plays a uh, performance of a lifetime in that. He's really good in that. Jamie Foxx is really good in that. Yeah, I forgot about Jamie being in that too. Well, that's going to do it for our picks for this month of October. Up next... What a month. Watchmen, guys. We've got a good month ahead of us, and we haven't even talked about this film that we will be covering in the next episode. It has a, it's got a, a connection to Watchmen, and it's got Patrick Wilson in it. And you still have not seen the film that we're going to be covering, which is In the Tall Grass. I haven't. I, I, I don't. I've only seen one review and it was not good. I want to say we made a prediction on one of our episodes about whether or not Patrick Wilson gets shirtless. Oh. You remember making that prediction? I do. And I think I said yes. You did. And you and I put, I think, $1,000 on the line? 1000 bucks. And you, too, listeners, will know the answer to that in our upcoming episode about in the tall grass don't forget that you can rate and subscribe to us so that you know when every new episode of quality check goes into your podcast player you can follow us on twitter at quality check pod instagram at quality check podcast or shoot us emails to quality check podcast at gmail.com until next time help us find Devin sawa (laughs) 